Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Amory and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. The noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? Great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, the best darn garage door company in all the land, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. It's pretty funny. I heard you talking about this earlier this morning, how Ronna McDaniel, the uh, leader of the RNC, who is supposed to remain a neutral party for the race <laughs> of the GOP nomination, basically came out and said, in not so many words, Nikki Haley, uh, your time has come. We need to get behind Trump. Uh, what did you think when you heard that? I thought it was kind of funny because they are supposed to remain the rnc is supposed to remain neutral but she comes out and says uh, yeah nikki time to go well it's the same thing they're doing here in the state of indiana where holcomb and hupfer and hathaway got behind uh jim banks in this u.s senate race i mean these rules don't matter anymore nobody plays by any sort of boundaries that are supposed to be in place you're right the republican party in a primary is supposed to be an art you know a guard you know a guard sure. the gate like you know the umpire and you basically got uh ronna mcdaniel turning into frank drebin in, uh, <laughs> in the naked gun behind the plate back there, <laughs> doing spinneroonies and sweeping home plate and shouting strike three before the ball's even been thrown. But the difference, though, is that I think the three of us in this room have a better chance of beating Donald Trump in this primary than Nikki Haley does. <laughs> She's the house guest that won't go away. Like if you have a party, if you have a Super Bowl party, and you got your buddies over and there's pizza and wings, the game is over. It's about 10 30 everybody's got to work the next day there's that one person <laughs> yeah. that doesn't want to leave and that's nikki haley yeah she is glenn close and fatal attraction oh, at this point oh, I, I will not be ignored oh, dan wow. although however if there wow, were one what a comparison if there were one thing <laughs> i will not be ignored <laughs> if there were one thing that might make you want to vote for it's if rona, rona rana is against her so you know i look nobody votes on endorsements anymore we talked earlier about this uaw endorsement of biden and then they admit well we know a lot of our members are just going to ignore us and vote for Trump anyway, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> just come out and say you made a donation. Yeah. Like, we donated to Joe Biden, not we're endorsing because, I mean, look at the Teachers Association here in Indiana. The leaders are usually lunatics. Uh, Randy Weingarten, i.e. Joe Namath, she's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. But yet the folks that go to the classroom every day that teach, a lot of them can't stand to be in the union, but they feel compelled that they have to be. Well, and you just hit the nail on the head was how mad would you be if you're a, you know one of these workers and if, let's say, it's 50-50 and you're one of these people who's forced to give to the union and you know a big portion of that donation is going to go to support Joe Biden. Well, okay, speaking, let's go back to one more thing here with this GOP race and Nikki Haley, because I don't care about Nikki Haley, but what is her function at this point besides being a conduit to the Democratic Party and Joe Biden? Well, her function is essentially to be Chris Christie now and uh, attack Trump, right? Well, she does 
doesn't, uh, as far as I know, she doesn't have a real job, so she has nowhere to. Remember in Caddyshack where Judge Smales is walking through the locker room and those guys are playing cards and stuff, and he looks, just looks at him and goes, "Don't you people have homes?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, yeah. that's who she is at this point. It's like, don't you have a home? And the answer is, I mean, she has no reason to get out because this is her grift. Like this is her thing. She, wh- where is she going to go? What is she going to do once she's out so join the board at Boeing. Well, for say. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, because things are going so well with Boeing. Yeah, right, right. Now. right. I, so I mean, she she's going to get boat raced in South Carolina, and the, that'll probably be the end of it. So you know, it gives us another week of show content, I guess. But it's over. It's going to be Trump, and we just all got to hope that Trump can get it together and get his messaging on issues, and not saying people are bleeding badly from facelifts or <laughs> calling somebody horse face, or you know, we're all in the Trump basket now, I guess. Now. Now, uh, has, did anybody change their mind on who they were voting for once uh, Susie and Crouch ah! uh, came out? Uh, Lieutenant Governor <laughs> Crouch oh, comes oh, out and oh. gave her endorsement for Donald Trump. Has oh. anybody changed their mind now? O- old silent Suze came <laughs> weighing in. I mean, we were laughing about this because it's not like it'd be one thing to say in September you come out and go, hey, I'm for Trump and I'm a Trump person. She's endorsing Trump the night after the night of him being beating the crap out of for the second consecutive time all competition in the primary and as though somebody was hanging on the fence going well you know <laughs> this sounds so absurd <laughs> I didn't know but old silent Suze has spoke up so I'm on board and there were and now they're fighting on Twitter about it right tell me that angle I like love her this. and Braun right so, so she puts out this totally ridiculous endorsement and Braun then feels compelled to clap back at her basically going you know I endorsed him back in so and so and and he endorsed me and so-and-so, and I'm the real Trump supporter. <laughs> and then Eric Doden, who I didn't even know that guy was still running for governor, but I guess he's still running. His big response to this was, oh, yeah, well, I voted for Trump in both 2016 and 2020, so how about that? These guys aren't talking about property taxes. They're not talking about the gas tax. They're not talking about a billion-dollar mistake with Medicaid. They're not talking about this FSSA disaster, about people with special needs, parents not being able to you know, get financial help to take care of their kids. They're fighting over who likes Trump the most. <laughs> Has Curtis Hill weighed in yet? Like, I'm waiting for him to put out a picture where he's got a Trump wig on. And, hey, there's somebody else here that likes Trump. I dressed like him. Uh, I'm an Elvis impersonator and a Trump impersonator. It's just horrible, guys. I mean, this is what these people are spending their time on, is who likes Trump the most and who liked Trump first. You think you're going to get any sort of bold ideas out of any of these people for governor? They're not going to solve the property taxes. They're not going to solve the gas tax. They're not going to get government spending under control. They're not going to ensure that Indiana is a freer, more more liberty-minded state. You're fighting over who likes Trump the most. Well, first of all, silence. Suzanne's got a plan to cut property. You know, like the axe the tax? Is that the platform? I'm doing my John Candy gif from planes, trains, and automobiles here. (laughs) Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Because everybody believes Suzanne Crouch, you know, dedicated uh, government fighters. Suzanne Crouch, who's rolled over and played dead for seven years with Holcomb, is suddenly going to find the uh, strength of 10 conservatives plus two once she gets in there. We were talking about this earlier in the show because of the uh, death penalty situation. I want one of these candidates to come out and say, we're going to start killing bad guys again. Yeah. Because Holcomb was too scared to do it. Oh, yeah. Mitch Daniels, he wasn't scared. He didn't mind it. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but we got to kill some of these bad guys, man. They're on some of these dudes are on death row. They're completely out of appeals, and it's lost all of its power now because these criminals know 
They're not going to get the death penalty, and if they do get it, they're not going to die. we got to start killing bad guys again. I want to see which one of these candidates wants to do that. Here's the thing that nobody wants to talk about is what a mess Indiana's government actually is right now because they so irresponsibly blew down that surplus that they had because they couldn't stand the thoughts of people getting their money back. So what they did, and we talked about this at the time, they changed. these people are gross in the General Assembly in Holcomb. They changed the state law to raise the cap on the number they had to hit on the surplus in order for you to get your taxpayer refund. And then they deliberately mm. spent on one-time expenditures down the surplus to that number. And so they've blown through most of the surplus. And now they've got all sorts of just things that are hitting them, like this billion-dollar Medicaid uh, error that they right. made. And now their response to that is, hey, if you're a parent who has chosen to stay home to take care of your highly disabled kid, no more money for you, wow. buddy. I wow. mean, it, it, the government's a mess. Whoever becomes governor is inherited a mess. Now, this is a loaded question, and I'm going to throw this at you, but you have followed Indiana government for over 20 years. You've been an elected official. You've worked in the state house. Mike Pence has been your boss before. What's the most ridiculous thing you have ever heard from a lawmaker? Oh, my gosh. I'll let you think about it, because Nigel and I were talking about this yesterday, and I don't know how we got on the subject, but remember when, like, Rickers had figured out a workaround for having cold (laughs) beer in their stores, and I can't remember who it was. There was a lawmaker that said, well, if these convenience stores have cold beer, you're going to have out-of-control teens running amok (laughs) in the store. Well, Well, you guys remember with that, because that was so funny, because Brian Bosma was still speaker at the time, and David Long was the pro Tim of the Senate. And keep in mind, they write the laws, right? And Rickers legally figures out how to work inside the law that they have crafted. There's nothing untoward. They couldn't find any. I mean, it was like they searched high and low. They go, yeah, these guys are uh, following the law. Bosma and Long practically tore their hamstrings, sprinting to a podium to have a press conference about how top priority next year is going to be to ensure that Rickers won't be able to ever Ever. And I mean, ever be able to follow these laws that we've written ever again. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's a great question. Boy, that is that is probably near the top of the list because that these people are pathetic. I mean, they are control teens just hanging out. Like, imagine going to Rickers to try to get like a fountain drink or something. And and you look over and like there's the breakfast club over there. Well, here, and you'll love this. So they're having this new fight about the beer and alcohol and wine people are at each other's throats because the beer people won in this mixed drink cocktail business. And, of course, yeah. the, the wine people are having an aneurysm over it. And this guy, Ethan Manning, who runs the committee that's overhearing this public policy, I think, is the committee. He freely admits, and this is how stupid these people are, that they admit this stuff out loud. It's actually an indictment on how little they fear us. He admits, he goes, yeah, you know, these laws are pretty convoluted. Always been convoluted. <laughs> Always going to be convoluted. And he just waited for him at the end to go, wish you the best. Shrug his shoulders. Back with Rob Kendall of the Kendall and Casey Show. Every Monday through Friday, 9 to noon here at WIBC. You had the attorneys on that are representing the Brownsburg student that was forced to eat his own vomit. I'm fascinated by this story because I think this is a really big deal. And I think it's important that we keep talking about the story. And you've done a great job on it. What's the latest? Isn't it wild that we're the only people talking about this? The number, supposedly number one school system 
system in the state who just without any explanation whatsoever ran out their superintendent yeah. who's been there 15 years. And it, it, all this stuff kind of coincides, if you're trying to do a timeline, with this whole story about this student being forced to eat his own vomit, which there's no dispute on what happened, right? I mean, everybody's admitted this is what happened. So these attorneys, Catherine Michael and Tammy Meyer, who are awesome, like, you know, screw those guys you see on television saying you better call. You better call Catherine and Tammy if you want justice, because they're awesome. They have now been able to bulldog their way into getting another tape of who they claim, which is abuse of this kid, same kid at a different time. And they special needs location on tape, same school. But yes, I mean, not not in the what was the abuse well they didn't go into detail on that yet and i don't know if they can't yet or oh, okay. not but they have said they've got another tape of this same kid being abused and you've got to ask you what what was fascinating to me is ever at every turn the school system has pushed back against them and you're saying to yourself wait a second I thought this was supposed to be for the kids i thought we were here to serve the kids and you the brownsburg community school corporation aren't concerned at all if other kids have been abused wouldn't you at every turn be like dude take all the tapes look at all the tapes Tell me if you found any, right. uh, any other kids being abused and they are fighting tooth and nail to keep the these attorneys from getting these videotapes and being a parent now yourself imagine being the family of that child and you see all these weasels yeah. that are trying to cover this up and get away with it i am so glad that you are sticking up for this family you have these attorneys on and you're doing the right thing are you going to send your daughter to brownsburg school you're a lifelong brownsburg citizen rob tax cutting machine yes. of the town council there for a little while are you would you, are you planning on sending your um, your daughter to brownsburg schools when she's old enough my wife and i have this conversation all the time because she doesn't want any part of it and i said let's see how the school board elections go this time because there's a lot of pissed off parents and let's see who gets in there i'm not ready to make any decisions yet but I, right now i mean that place is a it's a viper's den i mean it yeah. is run by radical left maniacs hilton and wells and i mean the danger about a guy like mike wells is not only is he leftist he's also stupid and so he's totally <laughs> subservient to people like eric hilton and uh, right now no no way but let's see how the school board elections go uh what's coming up on the big show tomorrow uh, we've actually got so this fssa thing is a disaster where because they lied to the people of Indiana about this federal Medicaid money that was coming in and they acted like it was some never ending money tree. They now have to pay the piper. They made this one billion dollar Medicaid mistake. Holcomb has. And their response to that is to stop paying parents who have stopped working to take care of their highly dependent special needs children. And so we're going to have one of these parents in tomorrow who is actually now going to be forced to make a terribly tough choice if this ruling goes forward. Nine to nine. The Kendall and Casey Show here on 93 WIBC. Special thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. You guys are the best. He's off the rails. That's Rob Kendall. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.